So obviously, you know, didn't play very well tonight. Um, got a lot of things to work on here. Um, obviously, we got to coach this a lot better than what we did tonight. We got to go out and execute a lot better out on the field. Um, I told those guys in there, you know, I'll take this one, you know, and um, hope I never have to say that again. I don't want to do it. I'll push myself as hard as I can to make sure I don't have to. Welcome into the Motown Rundown. If you were having a great day today, I apologize for the dreary music, but for the rest of us out there still reeling off the quite embarrassing loss for your Detroit football Lions last night, I thought it was only right that we bring the show in today with some gentle music for reflecting. Because, boy, is there a lot to reflect on today. Once again, Motown Rundown. This is episode number five. As always, I am your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, coming to you from the Impact 89 FM studios. I am back to school here at Michigan State University. I can hear you rejoicing in the streets as it is because that means that the show will be happening a lot more regularly than I would have liked to have in the summer I'll try to get a show out to you guys once a week, of course, with Detroit Lions football, good, bad, ugly, whatever it may be. We are going to have a lot to talk about on that front, as all the other sports that Detroit has to offer. Again, good, bad, ugly, whatever. You can't get too greedy at this point. I mean, come on. All we're doing today is Lions, so for those of you that were, uh, were sad that we didn't do a ton of Lions during the rest of the year... Well, boy, do I have a treat for you because we're doing nothing but Lions today. Look, I could come on come on the air right now with you guys, and and obviously I could complain and scream and cry and and this, that, and the other about how the Lions played. And and trust me, I, I will do some of that because there are some things that I and my twentieth year of being a Lions fan, I cannot stand. But I don't think it's time to hit the panic button just yet. And and here we have a big show today, and it's all lying, so we will get to all of it. But I, I want to start off, we'll just recap the game as much as people, including myself, really don't want to dive back into it. If you weren't watching or if you live under a rock or something of that nature, the Detroit Lions opened their season on Monday Night Football at Ford Field, falling to the New York Jets 48-17. to now, if you watched the game last night, you probably turned it off. Trust me, I if I didn't have to do this show, I probably would have. But again, I could I could sit here and I could shout SOL, same old Lions, and I, I'm just not going to do that today because in my opinion, it's lazy, it's stupid, and most importantly, it's game one. Again, as I said, I'm as angry as you are because I had these high hopes coming into this year of Oh, Matt Patricia's going to come in Patriot way. Bob Quinn's finally got this team in the right direction. You know, Stafford got locked up long term. This team's going to go 16 and 0 and win the Super Bowl and we're going to frolic in the streets and throw confetti and and all that great stuff. And in in looking back on it now, especially after coming off of that game one horrifying loss, the first thing I will say is again, it's game 1. 
So for people, for me to hear on the radio today on 97.1 The Ticket and read all this stuff and blah, blah, blah about how the season's over, they're going 0-16, chalk it up, the Matt Patricia era in Detroit has been a failure, he'll be... Stop. Just stop. If there's one thing that Detroit Lions fans are great at doing, and even Detroit fans in general, is they love to just blow up and embellish and, oh, let's... Look at the history. This is what we are. This is all we have. We'll always be this way. It's lazy. It's stupid. I'm not going to do that on this show. So if you're looking for someone to sell you negativity and and complain about all the things wrong with this team and give up on this team in week one, then this is probably not the show or the episode for you, rather. And, and look, going into the game, I mean, I, I think I'm in the same boat as everyone else. Quandre Diggs with a pick six to start the game off, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. They're, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. This this is it. It's perfect. Nothing wrong can ever happen. SOL is dead. Uh, it, it's a new era. Matt Patricia's a genius. That's exactly where my head went. And, of course, I had, I had to pump the brakes. But, but look, a- after what happened last night, I don't deserve this kind of football. You don't. Lions fans don't either. I mean, it, it, it was outright embarrassing. And for as long as I've been watching football, I don't think I've witnessed a game, a single game, especially not the opener, the home opener on Monday Night Football, where a team has come out and flat out embarrassed themselves like the Lions did last night. It it, it was horrible. And I I think I'm part of the reason why there's that anger within me is because I had such high hopes. And I think a lot of people did because, again, it's the it's the Matt Patricia Belichick's right hand man and. People expected Patricia to come in and and immediately win and and blow the Jets out for what I thought, and I think many people thought, was was an easy win. When you do the predictions before the year, as stupid as it is to predict records and and all that nonsense, I think this was a win that many people had chalked up for the Lions. But obviously that's that's not the way things went. So we'll we'll dive into the game. I'll give you my thoughts, and and we'll look ahead at at the season because truthfully, as I said, all I've all I've heard and all I've read is just it's just negativity about how the Lions are the worst team in the league and in the power rankings they're this that and, and whatever which in my opinion power rankings are are dumb to to read into anyway but 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 look it, it's a long football season and if you want to go right at Matt Patricia because there's a, there's several things that you can point the finger at but if you want to go right to Matt Patricia first of all all first-year coaches in the league this year, all seven of them went 0-7, including John Gruden, who got paid Monopoly money to go coach the Oakland Raiders. And, and if you think that Matt Patricia had high expectations here in Detroit, I mean, boy, in Oakland with John Gruden and that contract that he signed, I mean, that's a whole different story. Um, if you, We'll start with the coaching because, to me, that was the number one problem. You can point the finger at Stafford. You can point the finger at this player, that player. If anything, and and I'll be sure to go into this later, Jim Bob Cooter deserves all your heat, if not the majority of it. And again, we'll get into it, but that to me was the biggest problem, especially when comments come out after the game about how Jets players knew exactly what Stafford was running. And as Stafford's coming up to the line on live TV, you can hear the defensive players point to where the ball's going and call out exactly what kind of play's going. So it's, it's things like that. And and even on the personnel front, in, in relation to the coaching, where are guys like Miles Killebrew? Where's A. Sean Robinson? Where's Tease Tabor, Tabor, Tate, whatever? 
even Amir Abdullah. These are guys who are second-round picks, who are pivotal players to the Lions team that I saw none of. I'm pretty sure A'shaun Robinson, I believe, was a healthy scratch last night. And, and, and when Darius Slay went down for a second and, and Agnew was the go-to guy to replace him at corner, not your second-round pick, Tease Tabor, who had a pretty decent camp from what people are saying, I, I don't understand it. I, I mean, things like that are, are really what's going to make me angry because if there's one thing I can't stand about coaching and, and developing young players is not giving guys a chance. I mean, Ashawn Robinson was a pretty darn good player for the Lions last year. And for him to be a scratch, and maybe there's things going on that I don't know of, but, I mean, I can't be happy if I'm him, obviously. And truthfully, I don't want to sit here as a Lions fan and watch the young guys, especially guys that they use second-round, third-round draft picks on, not get a single snap. I mean, I mean that's just ridiculous. So, so on the coaching front, there's things you can pick apart all day long. You can attack effort. If the guys weren't buttoned up. They weren't ready to play. I agree. I, I saw guys quit late in the game because I watched the entire game as, as awful as it was. I watched the whole game, and guys quit flat out. And does that fall on the individual player? Sure. But to an extent, it's coaching. How do you not come out Ford Field, Monday night football, prime time, national television, at home, wearing the beautiful all Honolulu blue jerseys, especially for a new coach and on the first play of the game with a pick six? That's the effort you give? I mean, come on, coach. You you have to have your players somewhat excited to play the football game. I mean, the Jets were pumped up. They had a rookie quarterback, and they are the, they're the team that threw the pick six on play one. They had every reason to lay down and let's just get back on the get back on the jet, nope, no pun intended, and, and go back home to New York and we'll try again week two. But they fought. So there's my gripe with coaching, and it's like I could, I could talk about coaching for a half hour, hour, but I have to move on to these other aspects. Matthew Stafford, who hit his final stat line, 27 for 46, 286 yards, the one touchdown to Golden, Golden Tate, but four interceptions, including a pick six of his own. And truthfully, all the interceptions, I'll put right on Matthew Stafford. Horrible reads, throwing into double, trip, triple coverage, things that a 10-year vet especially a 10-year vet with with the entire team on his back like he's had for the last 10 years and getting the money he he does, those are mistakes you can't make. And I get it. He's human. If there's, if, if there's a list of things wrong with the Lions, I'm not going to put Matthew Stafford number one because, granted, this was the absolute worst game of his career. Bar none. Worst game of his career. And he is a human. I'm not going to rag on him completely because... Will he have games like this again in the future? Probably not. I, I I don't know if you want to call it a fluke or whatever, but I expect Matthew Stafford to bounce back from this and to lead this Lions team the way that I know he can, the Lions know he can, and the Lions fans know that he can. So it just I the thing that really bothers me is, you know, he's he's making all this money, and again, I get it, he's human. But if Matthew Stafford comes out last night and doesn't throw the picks like he does and, and 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 doesn't play as poorly as he does, doesn't command the game like he can, it's a whole different game. Forget about the punt return for a touchdown. Forget about the defensive lapses. If Matthew Stafford plays as half as good as Matthew Stafford can, 
I'm not going to go out and say the Lions are winning the game, but they're at least in the game to make make some noise and make it somewhat of a game. And, and I hate to put the blame all on him, like I said, because it's not all on him. But, I mean, look at that stat line. It, it's hard not to look at the four interceptions and go, wow, thanks, Matt. Great, great showing out of you. You know, what, what, what are the Lions supposed to do? Because the you basically threw the game away. No, Matthew Stafford is the least of the, least of the problems. D- don't get me wrong. But as I said, he doesn't play that bad Monday night. The the Lions can very easily win that game. And I, it's it's stating the obvious, but it's just, it was m- mind-blowing to me as I sit there on my couch and watch. I felt helpless because Matthew Stafford's been the one constant, the one guy who can actually play football for the Lions, and he was garbage. Absolute, utter garbage. And he fessed up to it. He, You heard in the, in the intro, he, he put the blame right on himself. You know, he he knows that he has to do better next week, and I and I think he will. But to move on to the offensive line, I don't think they were horrible. If I'm not mistaken, they there I don't think Stafford got sacked, although he was on the ground a lot, and you saw him get hit and go out with a with a rib injury or whether it was he he lost his wind or whatever. He he was he was getting hit after throws, and granted to the to the O line's credit, I don't even know if you can call it credit. I do think Matthew Stafford was holding onto the ball way too long last night. But a lot of it, not his fault, because where are his receivers down the field? We'll get to that. Trust me, I have a whole beautiful, beautiful rant for, for Jim Bob Cooter. But the offensive line is is something that, over the offseason, was a primary target for improvement. Everyone was healthy. All five starters that you want on the line were there. But... They couldn't help anything up front to push the running game. Yeah, sure. They staff, as I said, I don't think they allowed a sack, which which is great. But still, with your quarterback being on the ground and having to come out of the game after plays because of all the pressure he's taking, whether he's holding on the ball too long or not, that's a problem. And the offensive line, I think a lot of people, including myself, expected to be brilliant, to be great, to be the least of the worries coming into this game in this season, and it, and it simply wasn't. It, I don't, if anything, I, I've seen regression out of the offensive line. I mean, they didn't look horrible, but it, it it's just, it's something that should have been taken care of in the offseason, and I don't understand why I have to sit here, and one of the problems I have to talk about with this team is the offensive line. So you can point the finger there. The defense, tackle somebody, please. If there's one narrative about Lions football and especially the Lions defense. It's just the missed tackles and just the stupid, unprofessional plays where it's like, look, you're getting paid money to play professional football. You should be able to wrap somebody up and tackle. And the absolute backbreaker of a touchdown from Isaiah Crowell, breaking off that huge run, adding another seven points to the board for the Jets. It was just, it was so tough to watch. And in in my opinion, do I think that the that the Lions defense is is going to be this putrid all year long? No, I don't. With the it just I could not believe how it was like a piece of Swiss cheese. Like of all things, the Lions defense, the one promising thing that I thought was getting better and better with Ziggy Ansah coming back, who he got hurt again, and all these linebackers brought in. Granted, you're switching to a new defensive scheme. I get it. But 
all these guys you bring in in free agency, and, and that's the effort they show. And Jared Davis, I mean, I hate to rip on a young guy, and I know it's only it, 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 he's very fresh in the league, but is in his second year. But come on, man! I mean, he just nothing looks promising out of him, out of the defense. It's it, it was truly the defense was tough to watch. Now I got to move to the running game because another thing where I was like, hey. This running game, they draft carry on Johnson. The Garrett Blunt comes in. Is it going to be something special? We're finally going to see our first 100-yard rusher in whatever, 65, 7, whatever games. In the first play, the first run play, if you remember, Garrett Blunt takes the handoff, runs up to the line, and literally runs backwards. And I was just like, oh, boy, here we go again. Garrett Blunt stats, by the way, four carries for negative three yards. Unless I'm missing something, I believe the Lions ran the ball a total of 15 times. 15 times. And granted, they were losing the entire game. So you have to put the ball in the air. But if you're going to try to make strides to improve your running game and you're going to start up front, you draft Frank Rag now and you hope to get a better push up front, great. You bring in LeGarrette Blunt, great. You draft Carrion Johnson, great. But to only try to run the ball 15 times, no wonder why the Jets were so successful on defense. The ball was never being handed off to anyone. If you're a Jets defender, you know the ball is going through the air, one, because the Lions are down by 100, and two, because they clearly have not made any strides to improve the running game. They simply can't run the ball. It's just asinine. Why, after the entire offseason, after everyone in their mother knows that the one thing the Lions can't do is run the ball. If you're Matt Patricia, you got to come in and know this is priority number one. Fix the running game. He even said himself. He knows exactly what they need to do. they got to fix it, whatever. Nothing changed. Really, LeGarrette Blunt, four carries for negative three yards. Unbelievable. Now i got to move to special teams. Because, huh, if if you thought what happened in Tampa Bay in the preseason, oh, that was just a fluke, it happens, whatever. 78-yard punt return touchdown against the Lions. Really? You know what good teams do? Even, heck, great teams, good teams, average teams, teams that make the playoffs, teams that make a difference in the NFL, they don't give up special teams touchdowns. And what the Lions do last night? 78-yard punt return touchdown. Unbelievable. If things weren't bad enough, if we didn't have Matthew Stafford throwing pick after pick after pick, if the defense clearly couldn't stop anyone from running the ball or couldn't stop the rookie quarterback, who I don't even think is old enough to buy a, a to buy alcohol yet, they couldn't stop him, why don't we just give up a defensive touchdown on special teams? Punt return touchdown. Wonderful. And... Hey, have to throw in Matt Prater, who might have showed up intoxicated to the game last night because he was one for three on field goals. Excellent. Now, if you want to rag on Stafford, which I have, you got to look at the receivers because there were a lot of drop balls that I saw, a lot of balls off fingertips that would require just an extra little oomph. Just jump in the air and pull the ball down. Do your job. The only player on the team on Monday night that I actually saw some great flashes from was Kenny Galladay, who had over 100 yards receiving. That was wonderful to see. But, 
again, I, I I told you that I that I wouldn't just sit here and complain the whole time, and you know maybe that's how the show was started off, but it's just it's hard not to be angry. It's hard it's hard just not to sit there and go same old lions. It is, and I I understand where it's coming from, but. The only point I'm trying to make before I have one last thing I want to get into about the Lions is just that it is game one. And as much as I'll sit here and you're going to hear me rant about Jim Bob Cooter for a couple more minutes here after my little soapbox speech is done here, it is game one. And and I've, I've definitely had to take a deep breath myself and understand that because what you won't hear me do is sit here and claim the Lions won't win a game all year. You're not going to hear me say same old Lions. You're not going to hear me say I'm not going to watch another game for as long as I live or I'm not going to go to games or I'm not going to put on my Lions jersey every Sunday night or whenever the Lions play and represent my team because I love the Lions. But I'll give it to you straight. I just told you everything that, that was wrong about Monday night that everyone knows. But but the fact that I, I saw Lions fans leaving the game with X amount of time left in the third quarter, fourth quarter, the fact that after Matt Prater missed the field goal, I had to watch a Lions fan clapping on TV, that stuff is pathetic. That stuff I can't stand. Because if that's the case, if you're going to boo, if you're only going to jump on the Lions when whether it's this year or next year when they go 10 and 6, 11 and 5, when they win the division, when they win the NFC championship, when they go to the Super Bowl, you don't deserve any part of that. No, I I mean it's hilarious to say but you deserve to suffer like the rest of us. Because what does that say about Detroit? That narrative of the Lions have a horrible organization, the city of Detroit's garbage. Well, you only perpetuate that narrative when on national television you see Lions fans pouring out of the game. And I get it. It was a Monday night. People work. People have school. And it was a terrible game to watch. But come on. Support your team. How lazy is it? How easy is it to go on Twitter and this team sucks? Matthew Stafford sucks. Patricia's garbage. And the whole narrative of, oh, New England's assistants never pan out in the NFL. Give me a break. If anything is SOL, it's the Lions fans. That same old Lions, the fans, the fair weather fans of this team sucks. Oh, I'm so excited for the for the Lions season. This year will be different. And as soon as something goes wrong, oh, it's just same old Lions. I'm done. I quit. This season, I have no tolerance for it. Trust me, like I said, I'll call the Lions out when when their game's not on. I'll get angry. I'll get upset. But I'm not going to stop watching. I'm not going to stop supporting. Because do I deserve any part of it when I jump on the bandwagon when the team is finally good or finally meshing and is starting to win things? No. I can't stand fans like that, the Fairweather fans. Be loyal. If you think the season is over after game one, see you later. Don't text me during the year of, oh, this they stink, whatever. Stop watching. I don't care to see it. I'm watching the same game you are. Okay? Seriously. Now, now I need while I'm I guess I'm riled up, I can't help myself with the get riled up. But let me let me touch on one last thing cuz I want to I want to make a claim here right now on the record. I if you want to call it going out on a limb, hot take whatever. Here it is. And this is the one thing that I will continue to hold true 
until what I want to happen happens. Jim Bob Cooter needs to be fired. Didn't like him last year. Whenever he started here, whatever, I get it. That's great that Matthew Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter, they seem to be meshing well. Well, great. Here's the problem. The Lions still don't win. They still don't know how to run the ball. I'm still watching on 3rd and 17 a run up the middle or let's try to sneak to the outside. They won't see the run coming. Well, hey, Jim Bob Cooter, guess what? Even if they don't see the run coming, it's pretty tough to pick up 17 yards on the ground, especially on 3rd down. Even even the play calling on the first drive of the game, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League stretch the field. I am so, so sick and tired, so sick and tired of the east and west bubble screens on third and forever. Let's stack three guys to the left. We'll throw a quick bubble screen to Golden Tate, and don't worry, even though it's third and 12, he'll pick up 20 yards. Oh, no gain on the play? One yard gain, two yard gain? Ugh, that didn't work. But here's what's great about Jim Bob Cooter. He'll do it again the next possession. That I cannot stand. I am so sick and tired. The fact that it comes out after the game that Jets players knew exactly what Matthew Stafford was going to do with the ball when he came to the line. The fact that they knew exactly what plays were going to be run is egregious. It is a fireable offense. That's Little League. You know, guys pointing to where the ball's going. Screen, screen, screen. The ball's going right here. I, I, I can't believe in itself that when Matt Patricia took over, you know, usually I, it's completely justified when coaches, when head coaches clean house and bring their own guys in. He kept Jim Bob Cooter because he liked the way that him and Matthew Stafford were meshing. Really? Really? That's how short-sighted you are? I, I don't think I'm alone in this opinion about Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd be curious to hear what other people have to say, but I'm not even going to say he was bad. I want him fired, gone. It's the same thing. I should not, as a 20-year-old man who only played football from third to sixth grade, and granted, I, I like to think that I know a lot more about sports than than the average Joe, but I shouldn't be able to sit there and tell my friends exactly what play is going to happen and be right 80% of the time. That's me. Not pro- and Think about professionals at their level watching film and recognizing tendencies. The, the, the running game, too, I, I mean, you can blame it on the O-line. You can blame it on the running backs. It's the scheme. It's the running scheme. The game plan for running you have your LeGarrette Blunt. You have your carry on Johnson. You, you bolster up the O-line with Frank Ragnow. Clearly, the problems might not lie right there. How about blaming it on the offensive coordinator, the one who's in charge of making sure that you can run the ball? And I get it. He hasn't been there in the entire time that the running game's been bad, but he sure as heck has a pretty big hand in it. I just, I, I cannot deal, and truthfully, 
if if it comes down to if if the Lions happen to start the season 0 and 4 or 1 and 5 whatever if you think Matt Patricia's going to going to let himself take the blame before he let before he goes up to management and says Jim Bob Cooter needs to go you're wrong Jim Bob Cooter will be the first one to be out of that Lions coaching staff if if it if it all hits the fan and 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 this is as bad of a season as, as people think it's going to be he will be the first to go, and he's the first one that needs to go, in my opinion. There it is. There's your hot take. There's, uh, I just, it's, it was just embarrassing to hear. I gotta hear J E T S Jets 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 in my own building. Maybe I, maybe I got more worked up than, than I said I was going to be. But I, I want to pull it back in, with this. The Lions aren't going 0-16. If St- like I said, if Stafford doesn't play that bad in that game, the game's a lot tighter. I mean, y- you have to stay positive with these things. Again, 0-7 for first-year head coaches in the NFL this past weekend. It's a long season. I I I, th- I think the jump on you know the hashtag fire Matt Patricia already is just ridiculous. I mean, take a step back. I get it. It's frustrating. Trust me, I know. I'm a Lions fan too. I did I turn on the TV Monday night and expect to see the Lions lose 48 to 17? No, I didn't. I, I truthfully expected them to win, but it it's not to the point where I'm now going to completely give up on the Lions and be stupid and naive and go that's it, the season's over. If that's your attitude, I I don't I just don't get it. Like how like, like the whole part of being a fan is believing in something and putting your time and energy into something bigger than yourself. And if after one game of a 16 game season, you're losing all hope, I, I, why are you a fan of sports? Why do you watch sports? I don't get it. I just I, I can't sit here if, if this is what people want me to do or if, if everyone I talk to is going to be so negative it's just like come on like take uh, yeah if if the, if this is game 10 and the Lions are one and nine and Matt Patricia is still the head coach and Jim Bob Cooter still there and nothing then yeah maybe we can start to get a little bit angry but I can't do it I can't completely I, merely I was just trying to show you today what was wrong with the team if if it wasn't obvious enough? I gave you my opinion on Jim Bob Cooter, but it's game one. And again, while we'll be doing this hopefully every single week week here on the on the Motown Rundown, and I'll have a Lions game to talk about every single week for the next 17 weeks, but one when they have the bye week, which hopefully they can pull that one off. See, look, that's that's me being SOL. That's dumb. I take that back. But We'll continue to talk Lions, and and obviously we're we're gonna mix in the other sports, but it's predominantly Lions season. It's football season now. It's great to have football season back. College pro, I suffered a, a a pretty tough weekend watching football. I was out in Arizona watching my Michigan State Spartans play at Arizona State. That was a tough loss that I had to sweat through, literally. And then I get off get off the plane Monday to go watch the Lions, hoping to have some hope of salvaging the weekend. And, and that's how they play. I'm not happy. I know you're not. But it's not the end of the world. I, I'm not going to make this podcast 17 weeks of me complaining. I'm not going to do it. So let's look ahead to next week. On the road at San Francisco. And, and truthfully, they lost 24-16 to to the Vikings. 
Captain Kirk leading the big bad Vikings. I, I I don't truthfully I don't buy into the hype around the Vikings. Yeah, I, I watch the game. Kirk Cousins isn't isn't some godsend for that team. They're not going to run the table and win the Super Bowl. So if anything, I think you know it, it'll be a winnable game no matter what for the Lions. Truthfully, whether you you think there's no hope after this game or or you do, it, it's a winnable game. I think Jimmy Garoppolo finally got bumped off his pedestal last week or this this past weekend, because everyone loved the hype up, oh yeah, Jimmy G's the next great thing, whatever, and, and, and look what happens. He goes on the road. Granted, Minnesota's a tough team to play. I don't think they're as good as people give him credit for, but if you can get to the quarterback, if you can if he can make Jimmy Garoppolo throw under pressure, he had a lot of back foot crappy throws against the Vikings in week one, it's a winnable game. I don't really care about Richard Sherman. I, I Like, he doesn't, scare me by any means granted playing on the road in in any stadium is tough let alone in san francisco but there's adjustments that will be made this week in practice things things will be fixed matthew stafford will not come out next week and play a game as poorly as he did on monday it just it just won't happen so that's a winnable game. I don't I don't feel the need to go too in depth on it cuz there's not many positives to say about the lions going in it's just as simple as Show up and play ball. I'm not going to sit here and break down X's and O's and, oh, this is how the Lions 3-4 defense will beat. I, I'm not going to do it because they didn't show anything positive. Truthfully, no, nothing positive out of week one. It's as simple as Matt Patricia and the coaching staff needs to get it together and have their team ready to go week two at San Francisco. That's all it is. And, and and trust me, the last thing I wanted to do was to get on the get on the show today and just complain and and have nothing positive to say. But like, I, it, there's just there's not a ton of positives. I'm not gonna scream. I'm not gonna lose my voice. I'm not gonna cry on this podcast because it's the easy thing to do. I'm just not gonna do it. There were things wrong. Yes, we just addressed them. But again, my biggest thing I, coming from here. And as I say, I'm not going to blow up about it. Just relax. Relax, okay? It will get better. And if the Lions have a 6-10 and 10 year, then you can point the finger at me and go, you're an idiot. You thought things were whatever. But at least after week one, I'm not going to completely throw up the white flag on this season and, and, and say it's over. So hopefully going forward, we have some better things to talk about. We have some wins to celebrate because Lions fans, again, it's game one. The season isn't over. And Matt Patricia has a real chance here to restore the roar. So thank you for listening today to the Motown Rundown, Episode 5. Hopefully we're on a better note next time. I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. We'll see you later. <laughs>